Well, good morning, Cam. Good day, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. You played dodgeball last night. I did play dodgeball last night, and my legs are a little uh, a little sore from all the yeah. crazy moves. Everybody needs to watch the video just for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't know I had that sort of <laughs> that wiggle, did you? Quite exciting. Mm-hmm. So last time I played dodgeball was uh, years ago. We did a, a team building event for work, and we went to a trampoline park and did trampoline dodgeball. Ooh. I just about died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those trampoline parks, we went um, – Back when my cousin got married, like five years ago, part of the bachelor party, the afternoon portion was trampoline park. So it was like eight, like 24 to 30 year old men and a bunch of 12 year olds. <laughs> you know, it was it was fun because we were playing uh, management against the supervisors. And oh, I'm sure that. Um, well. Oh, it was it was too much fun. I don't remember who won, but it was a good time. Yeah, we we used to do those a lot, but once COVID hit, then we we had to um, stop doing doing those. A lot of places that we were doing them at, because uh, we would go to like escape rooms or um, the trampoline park, or we'd go bowling or you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. We just uh, we we couldn't do it because of COVID. So hopefully, as things start opening up again, we can uh, we can get back into that. I mean, we it's not like we were doing them monthly or anything. We'd maybe maybe quarterly. Or at uh-huh. least once a half, we would go do something, just get everybody together and have fun together. Because a lot of times when you're at work, you're kind of, you know, you sometimes you want to kill each other more than you want to have fun with each other. So what are your thoughts on escape rooms? I'm interested to hear this. Um, the couple that I've done, I've enjoyed. I don't like doing the super hard ones because they're because they're super hard. <laughs> but the couple that I've done uh, have been interesting and fun. And I think the the most fun one that we did was uh, very, it was a nonlinear escape room. So with having a team that big, you've got people working puzzles and, and then having to work together to figure out uh, the, how the puzzles fit together to be able to get out of the room. But, yeah. but I think overall it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I enjoyed them. I've been on the losing and the winning side of either one of those. So I, uh, I've only ever done one. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time I was anti escape room. I love puzzles. I love problem solving. So in theory, they are 100% my jam, mm-hmm. but the, the idea of paying someone to lock me in a small enclosed space just didn't sit well with me. <laughs> <laughs> and back when I lived in Kansas, is it's either national or international board game day, you know, that, that day of the year, there would be like a, a 24 hour board game session at our church where people from like our church and a bunch of people from the community, like throughout the day would play certain games at certain times. Uh, and one year they brought a mobile escape room. So a big truck with an escape room in the back of it. And I was like, so we're hiring a stranger to lock us in a room that is attached to a vehicle. <laughs> I'll pass. I'm good. I, I don't need that in my life. And I realize how ridiculous this sounds, right? Like it was fine. Everyone had a great time. Yeah, we've established that Cam has uh, trust issues. <laughs> well, some, some of them for good reason, others for ridiculous reasons. But uh, so I wound up like two years ago-ish uh, 
going out to Texas for a work thing. And my boss really wanted to do an escape room. So it was me, my boss, and the guy that had literally joined our team the week before. So we didn't know him barely at all. And we got, we was one where they locked us in jail cells and we had to escape from jail. And it turned out to be a total blast. I had so much fun and I was really mad at myself for being so stupid about them beforehand. Yeah. It's really, it's really fun. So we went as a team uh, to, uh, we were up in Appleton. Um, then this was with a, with a district team that I worked with at the time. And they, they let us do the escape room. And of course, this is the first time I'd ever done an escape room and I got kind of stuck in the weeds with some stuff, which is, you know, I've, I learned a lesson and I've gotten better at that. Uh, there was a, there was a chess uh, portion to the, um, to the challenge. And I'm thinking I play chess. I should be able to do this. Well, oh, I no. totally way overthought it. <laughs> and uh, it was totally simple, but all they gave the coordinates to put the pieces on the board to make numbers. That's all it was. <clears throat> well, I'm thinking, there's gotta be like a, you know, something deeper to this. Like it's not, it can't be that easy. So I'm like way yeah. overthinking it. You're and, treating it like it's an 1800 level chess puzzle and it's like a 900 level yeah. chess puzzle. Yeah. Right. Right. That makes sense. I mean, it's an escape room. You, I think that's the default for a lot of people. It's like this, this is harder than it actually is. And some right. of the clues are, and some of them are like, no, it's green because you need to know the color green. <laughs> yep. So by the way, well, what that, does that green make me feel? Yeah. So that the three numbers I was getting from that chessboard were the three numbers we needed to unlock the box that had the key in it. Oh no. <laughs> so so understand, and I didn't realize this, and nobody else did either, that they're all working puzzles. And like I said, it's a non-linear puzzle. So they're all working their puzzles, and I'm working this puzzle because I'm thinking chess. I know chess, you know, I'll I'll get this. And so they're all working their puzzles and they solve their puzzle and then they solve their puzzle. And I'm still, still sitting here working on this puzzle and unbeknownst to me, like somebody comes and looks over my shoulder and says, well, why don't you just do this? I'm like, ah, oh, it can't be that easy. And all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, it's that easy. And literally <laughs> we figured it out and, and we, uh, you had to type it into a thing and then it, then it, uh, like it opened up a box and you put a thing in the, the computer that you were, that you were putting this into. And then it unlocked the box to get the key out. And so it's not way overcomplicated, but, um, and literally we were typing the code in and the buzzer went off. And we were out of time and it's like, we needed like 20 more seconds and we were out of the room. <laughs> it was like, if I'd have just yeah. picked, if I just wouldn't have overcomplicated it, we would have been okay. So yeah. I was kicking myself, but it is what it is. You learn a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do those things on your ears have to do with the package that was on your porch last night? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> so I wasn't gonna say a thing until we got to the delighting me section. Then I was gonna be like, ah, you didn't notice. Ha ha ha. No, that's well, to not be what fair. I, it took me about eight minutes. Yeah. So actually they, they, they do, but this isn't what came last night. It was, uh, it was actually this, which didn't really work for me this morning. So I gotta, I gotta get a better, um, quarter inch adapter. So we might as well just tell everybody because we're talking about it and not revealing what we're talking about. Um, I, I got the AirPods max. 
See, when you said you were getting new AirPods, that didn't even cross mm-hmm. my mind. Well, um, to understand, like there was a decision that I was going through on whether or not to get the in-ear or get the over-the-ear style. And um, I'm just realizing that, you know, the longer I had the regular AirPods, uh, AirPods Pro, as much as I liked them, like they didn't, they weren't super comfortable in my ears after a while. And with us going on the trip and kind of like, that's the purpose that I have for getting them right now. I wanted something that I could have on for hours at a time and be, be comfortable. Um, they get a little warm, but they're, they're comfortable, but I'll talk a little bit more about them when we get to the, get to that segment and, uh, and give you my review of them. Let me see so. the side. Can you, can you, can you give me the 90 degree angle? So you went with like the, like the space gray ones, space gray, you bet. Okay. They look less ridiculous in person than they do on the website. I will give you that, but we'll save this yeah. for later. We'll just a little tease tease. Yeah. And one thing I was, was worried about is that they were going to be too small for my ears and they are perfect. My ears fit in the cups perfectly and they're super comfortable. I like them. So, but yeah, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about that when we get to that segment of the show here. So. Well, we've got an Apple event to talk about first. We do. We do. I'm excited about it. So we'll get a couple of the less exciting things out of the way first. They they talked about Apple Card Family, which I thought was an interesting thing to start the show off with. But just, just the idea that you can connect your Apple Card to other people in the house, and that way they're all getting the benefit of the credit history. Um they well, that's, played that's it off deal. as positive. It, well, it is a big deal. They played it off as a positive, but what they didn't say is that you could also hurt your partner's uh, <laughs> uh, credit as well if you didn't pay things. So yeah, but I think it. I think it's a good first step for the um, the industry as a whole to be looking at how can we better uh, serve um everybody's credit history in the house because quite honestly like i hadn't really thought about that my wife and i both have our own credit cards that we work off of i do have an apple card and and i really like it uh she does not which that's a choice for her because she manages uh our credit card and then we each have our own prime cards for uh amazon so that we can i don't i'm not exactly sure why we each got our own but we did and so we manage our own cards. That's about the only thing financially that we that we are divided on uh, is just I manage my my two credit cards and she manages her credit card and the uh, and the credit card that we use together. And then she handles pretty much the rest of the finances. But but that I mean, if I thought that that was going to be an issue in our home, I certainly would uh, talk to her about it. But it hasn't, you know, the whole credit history thing. Um, it's almost a competition between the two of us to see who can keep our credit score better. <laughs> so, so which I think we're usually about even, but uh, she she might she usually is just a few points ahead of me. So the the whole being able to give your kids an allowance on it though is kind of an interesting idea. So yeah, I what what is interesting to me about this right is like what Apple is the the areas in which Apple is first to market and the areas in which they. S- lag it's very interesting to me like apple has essentially become a bank in addition to all the other stuff and they're first to market in this area but like super late when it comes to the stuff in other areas like stuff that's on the iphone or the ipad or like it's like 
those are your primary products. And obviously, like, there's reasons to what they do and why they do. And, you know, those reasons can be right and can be wrong, you know. But it just surprises me sometimes when in, like, secondary or tertiary products, they're, like, bleeding edge. And in the main stuff, they're not so much sometimes. It's just, it, mm. it's just interesting to think about. Not that, yeah. not that they need to be bleeding edge because, you know, they're obviously like the largest company on the planet, right? So they have the luxury of waiting on certain things. So like I get that side of it, but it is just really interesting where they choose to push and where they choose to be more conservative, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's obviously some strategic decisions being made. Oh, yeah, so. yeah absolutely. And I, we we obviously, we don't know how the sausage is made in that regard, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's fun to play, you know, armchair quarterback on this stuff, which is kind of what podcasting is for. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> if that's you think job. about it. So a purple iPhone, yeah. I was, I, I was like, wow. I says that that's really cool. I like, I, I, I wouldn't have a purple iPhone myself. My wife loves purple. It's a, no, but that's a good looking purple. Like the color they chose is. is really, really pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I sent it to my wife and I was like, hon, they've got a purple iPhone. And she, she, she says, uh, well, I already have a purple phone. She's got the iPhone 11 that came in purple. Oh. And I was like, Oh yeah, right. They had a purple phone already. <laughs> I, like, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I mean it's new for the uh, the iPhone 12 line, but yeah, they they already had one in the iPhone 11 line, which I think it's funny. Yeah, I do think it's interesting though that a a new iPhone color got its own segment in the show, and not just like a press, not just a press release. Like it got the whole the full video with the cool all the you know. Yeah, the smoke and the the paint and like all of that, like it got the full treatment for a new color for a phone that's going to get replaced in six months, uh, four months. Yeah, by the iPhone 13 or 12s, whatever they decide to do, right? So, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm deluded to think that anybody from Apple is listening to our show, but I want orange. Well, get get an, get a new iMac then. I do not want that iMac. We'll talk about that later. I just want an orange phone. I, I think that would be fun. It, although having the orange iMac does give me hope that they might, you know, do something fun with the iPhones this year. So Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting if the iPhones followed the same colorways as the iMacs. Sure. That'd be pretty I would, neat. By the way, that green on the back of that one iMac, and we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but oh my gosh, that green mm -hmm. is hot. <laughs> I mean, if I had to get one of those, probably I would go orange, but that green is hot. That's good stuff. It's a nice color. It's a nice mm -hmm. color. Um, Apple podcast subscriptions were uh, were rumored, and I think, Wayme, I don't remember if we talked about it on the last episode, but um, but yeah, they kind of fleshed out what, what that's going to mean. So I don't know. I got mixed feelings about this one. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, yeah. I'm I'm surprised it took Apple this long to implement this, considering they've been hosting podcasts forever. Mm -hmm. And we all know Apple likes to uh, take a cut where they can take a cut. And I think I think they waited to the right time because there are so many podcasts now that have members only content where you know you like you pay 
however much and you get ad free episodes or you get additional content or you get early releases or, you know, whatever, like you're incentivized to pay the money. But for the Mm -hmm. longest time, that seemed to be sacrilege for podcasts. And it has now, because we live in the subscription model era where everything is a subscription, it has now become more accepted for podcasts to offer that type of service. So I think it was smart that they waited this long, but I'm also a little surprised that they did. Um, Yeah. So I I think the timing isn't the worst, but it feels like it's about a year too late or a year later than it should have been because you've got so many podcasts this last year that have gone to gone to membership mm -hmm. models because quite honestly, the advertising has start is starting to drop out, especially, you know, I think COVID kind of kicked, kind of accelerated it. Well, that's the whole reason Relay FM started their membership. Right. Um, was it was one of the reasons. They were planning on doing it anyways, but then a lot of to your point, a lot of the, the advertisement companies either pulled out or like we our budget is cut in half. So they did it out of necessity to find a way to continue to, you know, maintain their the revenue stream and luckily for them their listenership is incredibly loyal and was willing to help them out and so now they run membership and ads but you yeah. with your membership you get ad free content and additional content and access to the discord and all sorts of stuff so yeah, yeah you're and totally I, right and i love the concept i love the idea of being part of the community and even though it's going to co- would cost me 5 bucks a month i do subscribe to the upgrade plus um did you you said you you've subscribed to one of those right so i f- i flip flop back and forth like every like 4 or 5 months between connected pro and then mac stories hmm. so either way federico's okay. getting some of my money every month yeah just a matter of uh steven and and mike yeah if they get the extra dollar 25 but yeah, the, the nice thing about like the, the Mac Stories subscription is you get, you know, the weekly newsletter, the monthly newsletter, but also access to the archive. So mm-hmm. if, if there's like a run of like two or three weeks where it's like, uh, all right, this stuff, you know, it's more geared towards stuff that I'm not into. Like Federico's super into Spotify stuff right now and they're into other stuff. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I don't need that. Then I'll, I'll stop the subscription. I'll go do Connected Pro, get a couple, you know, months of free or ad-free stuff. And then I'll hop back over to Mac stories, run through the archive of the stuff that I missed, stay there. So I just go back and forth, you know, cause I want to support both, but I don't want to support both at the same time. Cause well, I could, I just, I'm cheap. Well, sorry. you have a fine, sorry, boys. we all have a finite amount of money that we uh, <clears throat> can put into stuff. Yeah. I mean, pretty much all the podcasts that I listen to every week now have, uh, have membership programs. There's only a handful of them that I that I listen to that don't. So I see some problems with the Apple Podcast subscriptions. Um, probably the most glaring problem right now is that it only it's only for people that use Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I I don't. So you know what what about us who you know will like use Overcast or Pocket Casts or Castro, um, some of the other podcasting clients i'm not going to switch back to apple podcasts to uh to subscribe to these podcasts you know so i mean that's a problem you know it's a problem for us because you know if we you know had the the size audience where this would become viable um 
I would have a hard time doing it because we, a lot of our listenership is not coming through Apple podcasts right now. Right. Now if so, we have a larger listenership that might change the dynamic, but. Yeah. So I think that I, I totally get what you're saying, but the way to think about this, this is, this is the 1.0, right? They have to start here before they can mm -hmm. expand it and make it a full on membership service. So I think this is, this is like them dipping their foot in the water and seeing what this is like and what sort of initial net they can cast and then they can figure out what's viable from there do we make it a, a competitor for patreon and memberful or do we just keep it at this because the other thing the thing that, that doesn't bother me but i think the bigger hurdle from my perspective is the 30 percent they take for the first year yeah and then it drops it drops to like 15 or 10 after that something 15. like that mm -hmm. yeah so you don't get that on patreon or memberful like you're paying a monthly subscription to have that service so i guess they're taking a cut mm -hmm. in that way but it sure isn't 30 or 15 percent oh no that's for darn sure um so that to me is the bigger issue but i i totally understand where you're coming from with the yeah. it's only a slice of the pie that would get to take advantage of this whereas if you go with the other services it it is potentially the whole pie so i think what apple could do to to solve this problem um, is have an API for their, the other podcast players to tap into. I think that would be huge. Although it is, it's still limited. But what's the incentive for the other podcast players to do that? Do they get a cut of that 30%? You know, that's they implement a good, it? that's a good point. Um, cause there, there's a Apple lot of favors Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I guess because maybe because the listeners to your pot, you know, your, your listeners might want, want that. I don't know. I would like, yeah, I mean, I don't I, know. I, I, don't I know could see them doing would, it out of like social pressure. You know, I want to subscribe. Give me an app. I want to subscribe, button. but I use, I use overcast. So, you know, give me a button in overcast so I can subscribe to this podcast and get the additional content. It'd be a cold day in hell before Marco put that in overcast. I don't know, man. Um, He's not getting a cut. I don't know. He's been he's been pretty open to doing things that the community wants versus like, you know, where's my Apple TV? Things that he Apple wants to work on. Pretty please. I don't, I don't pretty know. Please. Pretty you please. want his Apple TV app? Yeah, because I I work here at my desk and I got a big old TV right there. Connected to some really nice Sonos speakers. I might want to listen to a podcast. Now I can airplay it, but that's not as fun as being able to see the nice artwork on my big TV. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't Edge know. case, I for sure. Don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know what does have an Apple TV app? Apple Podcasts. This is true, but Apple Podcasts has video. I know, but still. We'll just switch to Apple Podcasts then, if it's a big deal to you. The new redesign get, does look nice. You don't get smart speed, but I know that's what I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it literally gives overcast. me time back. It mm -hmm. gives me time back. It's great. All right. Well, time is our most precious resource, Mitch. It is. You know, you spend and time. I like waste spend... so much of it. It's very sad. This is true. Although I will tell you that I have redefined what I think of wasting time because. Sometimes my brain and my body need to waste time. 
I think I'm going to start implementing a new rule for myself that on Friday mornings after a long week of work, Friday mornings are my morning to just shut my brain off and do whatever I want to. Because that a lot of times my Friday mornings is when I need to. Like yesterday morning, and I'm going to talk about this later. Yesterday morning, I watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So it was the last day it was available on uh, H- HBO Max. It was, it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was a, probably from a cinematic uh, um, perspective, it was a terrible movie. You know, I, I, the story wasn't terribly compelling, but it was a fun little romp. All right. Would you like to talk about AirTag? Uh, not really, but sure. I mean, you can you can put a little apple puck on or in your things and you can find them in an app called find my which is like find my what i, I just i don't find my everything find my AirTag. it's such a dumb name but yeah they're air so, tags you can get what four for a hundred bucks so did you or they're yeah. 29 dollars individually correct did you watch the event yeah yeah did you they notice were, something about when they were when they were talking about air tag yeah, they don't say air tags. There's no definite articles, which we we've talked about before. And makes air me tag, crazy. You can you can get four air tag in a in a pack. Mm. Air tag comes just, in a four pack. I want the listeners to hear my disappointment <laughs> and Apple's refusal to speak English. And you know, I I I just follow Apple just to bug you. So you don't, you're, you're not big on the air tag. I know. Are they, are they useful for people? Yeah. Otherwise Apple wouldn't have made air tag, but <laughs> it sounds so dumb. <laughs> it's so it's <sighs> anyways. So I did not buy air tag. It bothers me so much. I thought about buying AirTag, but I didn't buy AirTag. Uh, so there's been a lot of talk about the the keychains and the luggage tags mm-hmm. being more expensive than the AirTag. Oh, really? I didn't even look at the prices because I don't care, but that's ridiculous. So the keychains and luggage tags all kind of fall in like a, like, I want to say like around a $50 price tag. <laughs> Uh, and please don't write me but the hermes because i can't, i'm not going to try and pronounce it right the hermes, hermes. do yes. you do you want do you want to take a shot at have you have you seen how much the the luggage tag is 150 oh it's more than that 300 450 dollars for a 29 dollar air tag well you know that luxury opulence Rene Ritchie had a briefing and uh, at one point and he had gone up and talked to one of the guys from Hermes and uh, he says, uh, he's, and I'm, I'm not going to get this right, but he said he walked up and he talked to him and I was like, so it's just leather, right? And it just leather that says Hermes on it. Right. And he, and he's like, and the guy real snooty, like said something along the lines of, well, our, customers spend $25,000 on this $25,000 on that. And like the one that got me was $25,000 on a dress that they'll only wear once. So 
this is nothing to them. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the quintessential. This is not for you. You peasant. Yeah. So, so you're, t you're telling me that your product is for idiots that, that don't know, don't know how to budget. Oh no, they don't need to budget. That's the, they don't that's need to the, budget. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they are wealthy beyond measure. So, uh, to your not, uh, saying Hermes, my parents painted their kitchen Hermes orange. All right. And I saw the, she, my mom texted me. She sent me a picture. Oh, this is like a couple of years ago. She's like, check it out. I was like, Oh, that's an interesting orange. What is it? And she texted what I read Hermes orange, <laughs> you know, like the, the mythological being Hermes. And I was like, yeah. Oh, so and then I called her. I was like, man, that Hermes orange is interesting, mom. And she's like, um, it's Hermes. And I was like, yeah, okay. Because I never heard of the company before. I was like, okay, mom, sure it is, whatever. And I just I want to troll. That, I just want to troll them and call it Hermes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, oh, let's talk about the iMac, man. Let's do it. 24-inch iMac with uh, colors. Many, many much colors. Many colors. Seven colors to be exact if you include the non-color in there. <laughs> I love they're like six colors and silver. I'm like, that's not yeah. a color? <laughs> Apparently. I mean, I guess it's kind of, it is and it isn't. That's like when, when we were growing up and we would we would say that black or white is a color and they're like, no, it's either the yeah, well, but it's presence the of Apple's, color it's, or it's, it's the, the Apple six color. colors thing, right? So they, yeah. it's a branding thing, six colors and silver. Because, you know, but that's also why AirTag and iPad and iPhone don't have articles. It's stupid marketing. You know what they do? They mm -hmm. call the Mac the Mac. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Why does that one get an article? Right. So you're, you're excited about that. I like the, the new iMacs. I think uh, I love the colors. I, you know, I enjoy the boldness. It makes me happy. Uh, the one thing that I was mad about, I just realized I don't need to be mad about it anymore. Because I was looking at just like the, the base buy page and I was like, you can only get a 512 gigabyte hard drive. And then I mm -hmm. clicked on the button and you know, you can get two terabytes. I'm not mad anymore. I was like, why would they release an iMac that you can only get half a terabyte on? And then I realized I was being stupid and didn't actually go to the order, full on order page. And it's only so, an extra 600 bucks <laughs> to go from the 512 SSD all the way up to a two, two terabyte. That's Which feels bad. a lot cheaper than it used to be. I, I seem to think that that was when I uh, upgraded my the storage on my iMac that that was the case. Like it wasn't that much more. I didn't pay twelve hundred dollars difference. Otherwise, I would have really questioned my life choices. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say this: these iMacs are not for me. And the reason being is it's on the M1 chip, which I think is awesome. Uh, but I like these colors. I, I really like the orange, but, and I understand why they did more muted colors on the front, but that peach that's on the front of those, on the front of the orange one, just, mm, just doesn't do it for me. You know, I'm not going to see the orange, uh, you know, in my studio that much because I'm, I got, I have it facing up against the wall. So I guess, I mean, I might order the orange if I were to buy one. 
um, just because I like orange, but I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm really not sure about that white or what they called light gray, um, bezel on it. Cause I've had, I have a, uh, iPad that is white, has the white bezel and I just don't like it. Like I prefer the black bezel. So I know when they come out with the more pro machines in, in later this year, which I assume probably either, I don't know if they'll announce anything at WWDC, but probably in the fall, they'll, they'll come out with the 27 inch and or 30 inch or whatever, whatever they end up doing. Um, and I'm going to guess that those are going to be more pro style color schemes and you'll have your, the black borders and stuff like that. I'd be really disappointed if they didn't, they didn't come out with something with a black bezel because when you're doing photo editing or video editing, I, I don't know how you don't, how you deal with having a white border around it. Yeah. Just too hard to, too hard to manage color that way. Well, that's what I was thinking why they had the white bezel here and not the colored bezel was to allow for not having your eyes play tricks on you when you're looking at the screen, but then they have that giant chin on it. So that is colored. I think they're amazing machines. I think I, my worry about the IO was warranted. I mean, two Thunderbolt uh, ports and two regular USB BC ports, which is, that's a bit frustrating. Why did it's the same chip that's in the MacBook Air or the uh yeah, but I only get two. Why don't I have four? Clearly it can handle four. No, I think I think what bugs me more is I would like more. You know, I I still like I didn't run out of USB A ports on my machines, you know, just because I have enough stuff connected to it. Um, actually my USB C ports right now I have dongles hanging off of them for USB A. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I have a USB-C device plugged into my iMac right now. I have two ports on my computer and I think four USB-A ports. Um, so yeah, my, my USB-A ports are full. Maybe I've got one available and then I've got a, uh, I've got the USB-C port uh, with a dongle on it. Well, partially because they don't have the HDMI ports on them anymore. Um, so that's how I get my HDMI out. But, uh, but you know, I've, I've run out of the USB-A ports before and had to plug in the, cause I've got the dongle that has the, the USB-A port on it as well. And so I'll plug into that, but I don't have enough stuff here to warrant, you know, the USB-C ports. So if I had that machine, I would have dongles hanging all off the back of it. And I don't know how Apple with their design aesthetic thinks that that's okay. Well, they just expect you to have USB-C peripherals. That's all. Spend, spend $2,300 on this Mac and then go spend another 500 on, you know, USB-C. All the cables you need to make it work. No. I appreciate that they're more powerful. Uh, that's a more uh-huh. powerful port. But, you know, I have a, a sound or I've got an audio mixer, a, a soundboard down here that has a USB-A to USB-B cable. And I've got, you know, all kinds of stuff in the uh, in the studio here that I'll use USB-A. I don't even know if there's cables available to go from USB-C to USB-B. That seemed very complicated, but... You know, you know what the B cable is. It's like the printer. 
the printer in. Yeah, the it's like the square with the two angles. Yeah, it's yeah. I have I have uh, from my MIDI controller. It's USB out to USB A. So that's the that's the thing I do use a mm-hmm. dongle for to get it into my MacBook Air when I'm playing pads and stuff at church. But like yeah. my my soundboard is USB C to USB C, and then I've got a USB C external hard drive. But like my my webcam is USB A, Stream Deck is USB A. Um, Mm-hmm. My five terabyte backup drive is USB A, so I have to kind of swap that one in and out every once in a while to make sure I'm backing stuff up. But because I only have two USB A ports on my Mac Mini, I have four USB C mm-hmm. ports. By the way, just an aside, you mentioned your Stream Deck. I'm getting uh, really tempted. I've been hearing a lot of talk about Stream Decks lately, and I'm getting very tempted. Well, people are are starting to use them for. Uh, different reasons than it was originally designed oh, for. and I would but, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's But I saw that uh Adobe Audition is uh is a supported software for it. And I would love to have my shortcuts and stuff available on it so that, you know, I can put it right next to my keyboard over here and actually hit rather than, you know, shift control delete to do a ripple delete, I could just hit a button. And it would automatically do my ripple deletes and, and stuff like that. I think you can get the mini. The mini one is like eighty or ninety bucks. Yeah, I I think I would have. But it's to only do the six. One in the it's middle. only six buttons. Yeah, I've got the yeah. the, the 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 middle one. The fifteen. The, the sixteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen or sixteen. Three, three rows of five. Okay, that's probably the one that I would go for. I think that one's what one fifty. Yeah, I've had Something it like for that. two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um. And I used to use it because I used I used to stream on Twitch to like six people back in the yeah. day, um, and I used it to change like all of my scenes. And you can like change your Twitter handle to be like, oh, I'm live, you know, with the big button and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't use it for like nine months. It just sat in the corner. And then I listened to one of the more recent Automators podcasts, and they were talking about how they use it on their Macs. And I was like, I for legit forgot you could do non-streamy stuff with the Stream Deck. Mm-hmm. And there's like integrations with hue lights and uh so i can control the lights it's not work doesn't work all the time which is a bit frustrating but like mm-hmm. i can control the lights in this room and in the kitchen and in my bedroom by pushing a button when it works and there's zoom, some of the zoom controls so i can <clears throat> i can uh hit the mute button mm-hmm. and then i hit the button again and now i'm unmuted yeah and turn the video on and off <clears throat> just by hitting buttons it's fun. Mm-hmm. And that is helpful during the work day because we use Zoom all the time. And I would, uh, <clears throat> when I get it, which it looks like probably around the end of May, June-ish, um, I'll review it on the show, but I uh, funded the mute me button. I think I told told you about this, but I'll uh, talk about it. It's a little special button for muting, muting in uh, software. It's just basically a software mute button. And Zoom is supported, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to playing with that. But anyway, we should get back to the Apple event. Yes. So I like the IMAX. Definitely not buying one because I don't need one, and they're expensive. Mm-hmm. So two strikes. But they are nice to look at, and I. So before we move on, uh, and we want to talk about the keyboards here in a second too. But oh yeah, what yeah. Co- what color would you get? Um. Either the green or the yellow. 
probably the green. All right. So I heard an interesting uh, tidbit that that yellow iMac is the first yellow iMac. The, uh, they've done the other colors before, but the yellow iMac is the first time they've ever done a yellow iMac. Oh, I do. I do and, enjoy a nice yellow. Unless you include the beige boxes that turned yellow. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that happened. So accidental yellow. Mm-hmm. So the new magic keyboards for the iMac. Now I've I've heard that they're not a making of it, these available yet outside of the uh, M1 M1 Max that you can use yeah. them with the M1 Max, but you can't use them outside of that. Yeah, but they will be. But they have uh, Siri buttons on them. Well, they have Touch ID too. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Touch ID. Touch ID. That's what I meant. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Let me try that again. They have Touch ID on them. They do. It's very exciting. And now I can edit that out and sound like I knew what I was talking about. Let me change that. I'm, this is just bugging me now. There we go. Change that on the show notes. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's anything to say about that, really. They changed well, just, some of the, the key configurations as well. Yeah, but I think it's the, the notable thing is it's the first time they've had Touch ID on a wireless uh, keyboard. Mm-hmm which is pretty cool that they have uh, gotten there. It'll be nice when those keyboards are made available to people that don't want to also buy an iMac. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it'd be like right now I can unlock my Mac mini with my watch, which is nice, but I don't always have my watch on and it would be nice to have touch ID on my keyboard just to unlock my Mac mini. Um, Like I have on my uh, MacBook Air that has a touch ID button on it. So it's cool that it's there. Um, and I like the fact that the trackpad and the magic mouse and the keyboard all match the color of the iMac as well that you purchase. So like if you purchase the purple one, your keyboard, mouse, and trackpad are all purple as well. Yeah. Which is a nice touch. Yeah, the colors would be fun to be able to order order colors to to go with old machines. I don't know. There's much more to say about that, but can we talk about the next one yet? Can we, can we, can we, would you like to talk about iPad? Yeah. Oh, Mitchell. <laughs> I, would like ahead, talk about, I would like to talk about the iPad and the fact that it has the M one chip in it. Now it makes me very excited, very excited for WWDC. So early rumors are suggesting final cut. Don't don't um, do the, don't tease me, Mitch. Don't. I'm. I don't want to. You know tease this is you, what I want. You know but, this is what I want. But there, that the early rumors is that that this is that final final cuts in the pipeline. I would have assumed Xcode would have been first. We're gonna, you know, just because it's, it's rumored, that yeah, just oh, means that that somebody somebody leaked it. And that it's not necessarily that that's going to be the first thing out of the gate, but I know, but Oh my gosh, I can could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, if they did something crazy where they just released them all, I, I would cry. I'm not even kidding you. And I would sell, <laughs> I would sell my seventh gen iPad and I would sell my 2020 iPad pro and I would go buy a new one in a, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. 
because I'm totally due for an upgrade, but just from a money standpoint, I, I can't really afford to do it right now. Yeah, no, I, I love everything about everything about this new iPad. Love it, love mm-hmm. it, love it, love it, love it. But I have a 2020 iPad Pro, so d- upgrading, even even if I was like, yes, I'm going to upgrade, it's still really expensive, and I like I just can't do it right now. Um, but that being said, if at WWDC significant things happen, then I will sell older things to make it financially feasible because. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they said when they said the M1 chip was in there, I was just like, "Holy crap, it's happening! It's happening! It may not happen this year, mm-hmm. but like within two years, you can fully expect a lot of those things to be." Oh, I'm so excited! So I think I think the to keep this in perspective, I think the M1 chip is really wasn't going to be specced any differently than the. Uh, than if they would have done a A14X or, you know, just, I think that, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think that the M1 was a little bit more for marketing because no, they can but, say, you know, those awesome machines that we have over here, your iPad now has that. Exactly. But they mm-hmm. could have, it could be exactly the same specs, but they could have kept it in the A line, like you said, mm-hmm. but they chose to call it the M1 in the iPad on purpose mm-hmm. because they want you to, they want to show you that the iPad can do what the Mac can do. And the, and the only way that they can truly prove that point is if you can have the same pro level applications on the iPad that you can have on your Mac. And now, so, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I, th- I think that this is where it's going, but I'm also saying that I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. I get it. But from my, my perspective is, is they chose to put the same chip with the same name in the iPad. So now they have to back up why they made that because it was a choice. They could have done the A14 Bionic Supermax, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But they consciously made the decision to put the same branded exact same chip that they are putting in all the new Macs. And they have to now back it up with why mm-hmm. they did it. Otherwise, it's a stupid decision on their part. They generally don't make really stupid decisions. They're wrong about stuff like the original Apple Watch and you know some of like they've been wrong, but they've always corrected course. And I just I can't imagine that they would call this the M1 and not have something drop at WWDC or at least announced at WWDC releasing later in the year. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense otherwise. So uh, you may be cautiously optimistic. I'm freakishly optimistic. So we'll, we'll see if I'm disappointed. And, you know, if it's just Xcode, which isn't just Xcode, that's a huge deal, right? Because it's right. a developer's conference. So it would make sense that they would drop Xcode or announce it, you know. Oh, and you can develop all your iOS and uh, iPadOS 15 apps on an iPad now. Be a huge, it's a huge deal. And in the future, we're releasing yada, yada, yada. Um, I just, I want to see something. I want to see them back up the reason for calling it the M1. Mm-hmm. And I think they will. We shall see. I, I only remain cautiously, cautiously optimistic because I've been excited for what's to come before and kind of had my hopes dashed. So you must remain ever optimistic, Mitch, even in the face of disaster. I am optimistic. 
cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I think that makes me, I think that means I'm foolhardy. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> Ignore all the signs you've seen in the past. This is a new day. All right. Yes, yes it is. All right. I think one of the other things that came out of this announcement that I found interesting, and there's a lot of it. I mean, the what they're doing with the 12.9 and the XDR display, and and just I'm I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. You can get an iPad for less than the cost of the stand for that display. Not an iPad Pro, but an iPad. Mm-hmm. Here, let let me get my let me get my you know twelve hundred dollar iPad and connect it to a six thousand dollar display. No, but it, but no, your twelve, your twelve point nine, that hat, that display that's in that, is supposed to be the same quality as the XDR display. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they Just... call it the Liquid Retina XDR because uh, their marketing team is awesome at naming things. <laughs> the crack but, marketing uh, team that went on their yeah. herbally inspired trip of California. Yes, <laughs> Mac OS Oxnard. Yeah, no, I I can't wait uh to be able to get into the apple store and go look at this thing i'm gonna go to the one in chicago yeah. that's right on the river it's huge it's all it's all glass it's it's like banked it you walk in up here and then there's like a giant staircase to go down and it's all glass it's gorgeous i've been they there a, yeah they have events and everything i i i cannot wait to go there and um see this thing in person that display because it's going to be bonkers when we visited uh, Chicago, it's a couple of years ago now. It was 2017, 2018, something like that. Uh, we stayed in the Wyndham Resort that's right across the the oh, nice. river from there. So, um, so yeah, we we went there for sure. I bought stuff from there. It was cool. So, I bought, yeah. It's uh, I like to go there. It's a nice, nice. store. It's always super busy, which makes sense. I mean, it's downtown. We went we went midday on like a Thursday or Friday, or it's like middle of a week that we were there, and it wasn't bad. Um, and for the size of that place, yeah, it's it. I don't think it's it doesn't feel that busy. So I I'm whenever I'm up there is the weekend, so it's always oh, okay. chaos. It's like a Saturday at like mm-hmm. one in the afternoon, it's sardines, man. It's just like you're trying to. Yeah. Obviously, obviously pre-COVID, but yeah. So the other interesting announcement was the white magic keyboard. For... I know it's so pretty. I thought of you right away. I was like, "Oh, Cam is looking at that going, Hmm, I should have just waited." No, well, <laughs> no, no. So I had before I got the magic keyboard for my iPad Pro, I had the white Smart Folio. Not the isn't there's no keyboard, but it has it's got the back and then it's got the trifold front so you can prop it up. And I bought white because I was like, ooh, it is now a variance of white to gray in because it's white. And then you just you take it to a coffee shop, you throw it in your car, you put it in your backpack, you put it on a picnic table, like it just picks up stuff and it's really, really hard to keep it white. And the keys on this new Magic Keyboard are also white. And mm-hmm. after a bunch of usage, they're not going to be white anymore. Um, no matter how much you wash your hands, like you just, your body has oils, right? Like it's just not going to stay white. And so it's one of those things that 
in theory, I love, and I think it looks super nice, but I would never buy one because it won't stay that way. And I made that mistake with that smart, the, 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 uh, the smart cover for the iPad pro, um, which is now, like I said, varying shades of gray and white. So I love that they're doing it. I love that it's an option. Uh, I am not one. I already have a magic keyboard and two, I don't want it to, I don't want to see it just degrade from pure white <laughs> into grossness, but it is pretty. and I do like it. Anything about the, anything else about the iPads that, we should discuss. So I did want to did want to briefly discuss oh, uh, iOS fourteen point five. But before we get into that, I do just want to note that you can get a two terabyte iPad Pro now, which you could not. One terabyte was limited before. So this is another inclination to me that they are going to put more Pro applications on the iPad because Final Cut and Xcode destroy your storage. You need ample space in order to do that. Also, the Thunderbolt port is now on the iPad Pro 2, which allows for crazy fast connections to external t external drives, which is best for Final Cut because you can you can keep all of your files on your external drive, and then Final Cut just references them, and you don't actually have to store them on the device. So those are two more indications on top of the M1 chip that good things this way come mitch okay it's exciting we're, we're done talking about it now i'm just right. well i'm sure that we'll you know if we did miss anything we'll catch it on further episodes but um of course this last week ios 14.5 was released finally <laughs> it's like beta wasn't it like eight or nine betas oh yeah i mean they there's i mean this is it's definitely a a a point release i mean it's there's some good stuff in here so um 14.5 i'm gonna come back to the mask unlocking because i want to talk a little bit more about that but it does it does enable air tag support so um and this is important because not only do you have it on your iphone and your ipad but your macs have to be updated as well to um to use the find my app to find your air tags so oh, how dare you make them plural you know what i'm over it um there's some interesting uh maps um they've got crowdsourcing for accidents hazards and speed checks now so which the speed check one feels like cheating right yeah i'm not sure do they mean like traffic cameras or is this going to be something like ways where you can report uh police, police with a gun yeah yeah so feels like cheating yeah um but uh, that is i did check it in the in my jeep last night i can report stuff they don't make it easy um <laughs> on the infotainment system um but if you tap on the screen over on the far right hand side and i know they put it on the far right hand side for a reason because it's the hardest for the driver to get to but there's a little uh looks like a little quotation box with an eye in it and if you tap on that it pulls up the options to 
um, report an accident, report a hazard, or the speed check. So, I'd like to report two accidents, the one I just saw and the one I'm about to get into because I'm reaching halfway <laughs> across the car to touch this button. Yep. So, yeah, they're definitely intending this for the passenger to uh, to do it, not you. So, um, says uh, on MacRumors here that uh, the ETA for walking and cycling directions, they've added that. Um, they've added AirPlay 2 for Fitness Plus. Says here that uh, in iOS 14 and iPad OS 14.5, I'm sorry, 14.5 on both of those, and watchOS 7.4 enable AirPlay support for Apple TV Plus, allowing Apple TV Plus subscribers to AirPlay their workouts to a compatible AirPlay 2 enabled smart TV or set top box. So smart, smart, not bad, good stuff. Well, it just it, um, it makes it more appealing to people that don't have an Apple TV hardware box, right? Like it's, yeah, now so. it's now it's a fully digital service that you can take as long as you have the watch and the phone, like you're good to go. So wonder it's, if it's this smart. was this was some of the motivation behind them uh licensing the Air AirPlay two support out to um out to T V manufacturers and stuff like that. Yep. Is that they're gonna be able to push this stuff out. Absolutely. Something that I don't know why I should care about this, but dual SIM support for 5G. 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 I... Um, team, there's T-Mobile standalone 5G network support, which, again, I don't get T-Mobile up here, so I don't care. Some new emojis. Every time T-Mobile shows a map, the whole country's pink. How are you I not would... in... Yeah, we don't. They're like, Verizon, right. you can get Verizon in 12 places. T-Mobile, it's everywhere. Mm hmm. Um, new emojis aren't a lot of them. You know, some sometimes there's there's a ton of them, but they did make some alterations and some changes to uh, existing emojis as well. So we've got, uh, and I think we talked a little bit about this last time, but um, there's a few new emojis, and unfortunately, I don't have the names of these emojis in front of me. But uh, it, it, you can probably listen to the Jeremy's on uh, Connected if you want to know more about these emojis. But it looks like five new emojis. Um, I'm digging the one that looks like he's in a sauna peeking through the uh, steam. <laughs> but uh, looks like there's a cough one, one with like the circly eyes. I don't know if that means you're drunk or what it is, but a flaming heart and a heart that's got bandages wrapped around it. Oh, so, yeah, that's my that's my emoji. Yeah, my heart hurts. And then beards for everyone. So <laughs> I don't I don't know that I want to say much about this, but I'm now everybody can have a beard. So skin tone, some more skin tone options for couples. So the uh, so you can have uh, couples with. You can um, actually have biracial couples now. Who knew? You can knew? have biracial couples, yep. Who knew that that was a thing, Mitch? Yep. And two big updates. First off, we've got now have a syringe that doesn't look like it's got blood going everywhere. So <laughs> um, we've got just a some, syringe. Some illicit drugs. Yeah, it's a syringe that looks like it has just a very light blue liquid in it. So Some saline solution, perhaps? Mm, or is perhaps. it your COVID vaccine? 
I think that's what they're going going for. Speaking of which, I get I get my first dose in three days. I get it on Star Wars Day, Mitch. Yep, I'm getting my second on uh, Wednesday. Oh, nice! Nice, yep. nice, nice. So I will be fully vaccinated, and probably well, you will be the... fully vaccinated for two weeks after the second shot. Well, you know, I'll be I'll <laughs> I'm be getting my shot. I'm gonna go lick everything, yep. <laughs> all the public services. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, that was gross. So the, I'm sorry. The most important one that I feel uh, in in all of these is they changed the headphones to AirPods Max. That's a win. Oh, the emoji. Okay. The emoji. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Max happy for one. you, I guess. I don't know. I was just trying to needle you a little bit, but which the syringe is for that, so. All right. Um, you can set your preferred music streaming service. So now using using Siri, you can say, hey, I want to listen to audiobooks on Apple Books. Who does that? Not if me. you're into audiobooks, are you not you subscribed to Audible? But anyway, and I'll, I'll look and see. I should be able to add Audible for that because that's how I listen to audiobooks. You can add, it's, it's got options for Spotify. It's got options for Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. You can change your, basically you can change your default uh, um, audio source for. Yeah, but it's only done through Siri. There's no settings mm -hmm. section in the settings app, which is ludicrous. Uh, new Siri voices. Yeah, I was about to ask you, did you, have you, what Siri voice do you use? Um, You know what? I just like the, the regular female voice that. Uh, the one that's um, been the default yeah i my wife has done the british male voice because she feels like she likes having a butler um <laughs> you know for me i find the female voice comforting so you know it is what it is i've had mine as uh the australian male voice for like a year mm -hmm. and it brings me great joy I feel like if I had a male voice, I would get more upset with it when it didn't work. Oh, no. See, I, I, part of the change was one, it's hysterical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the accent's great. And the way he produces, pronounces some of the street names where I live or my city. I live in a city called Kankakee. And he's like, mm -hmm. Roy, directions to you, Kankakee. And it just it <laughs> makes me chuckle. Uh, but the other thing, too, is like, yeah. I felt really weird bossing a female around. Hey, do this for me. Hey, do that. Hey, do this. But now it's like, okay, you're a dude. Like, I can tell you what to do. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't have any problems bossing women around, so. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. My. Yeah. I'm, jo <laughs> I'm joking. Quite honestly, I don't have a problem bossing anybody around. So that's, it's not, it's not women. Equal, that's equal opportunity bosser. All right. Um, there's other Siri improvements listed here. It says, uh, and I'm reading off the, the page here. Um, Apple says that incoming calls can be announced with Siri and Siri providing details of who is calling when wearing AirPods or Beats headphones, which yeah, I this... did ex experience that the other day with my AirPods Max. Yeah, it, it existed before for text messages, which mm -hmm. I was shocked to know that it didn't exist for phone calls before. Like I read this and I was like, didn't you already do this? But I guess it was just for text messages. And it's, and it's literally, it will announce the phone call and then you can say, 
you can say answer and it will answer the call in your headphones and yeah that i was shocked that this was a new feature mm-hmm. so shows you how often um, i get phone calls <laughs> not very often <laughs> says uh, Siri can also dial emergency contacts and cre- and can create group FaceTime calls. So um, accessibility voice control is part of that as well. The English voice control co- compatibilities are expanded to Australia and Canada. Well supported for Spanish, well support for Spanish is being added to Mexico, Spain, and the United States. Um, expanded, expanded controller support, which I didn't realize was an issue. I thought the PS5 controller already worked with them with the everything. I think the PS4 apparently did. that's new. The PS4 so, did. Yeah. So, and that's nice because I really like that PS5 controller. So, I might. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about getting a PS5 when they're readily available, which could be a while. I'm not going to put my name on a list and like, or check into websites every five minutes to try and find something. I'll just wait. Yeah. I'm patient. It's not something I need. So, um, iPhone 11 battery recalibration. I don't know that there's really much that needs to be said about that. Of course, the, well, there's been a lot of buzz about the app tracking transparency. Um, that is. In, uh, and there, it sounds like there's some bugginess with, uh, like who, who has access to turning it on and off and, um, and stuff like that. So there's probably more to be said about that down the road once we kind of get a feel for what that's going to mean for everything. Um, Apple Music changes. You can now send lyrics and song clips to people. Oh, interesting. So, but uh, apparently you can, uh, you can send uh, lyrics like you're listening to a song. And I think it's limited to the songs that have the live lyrics that mm-hmm. scroll up as the song's playing. But uh, you can uh, tap on the lyric and it'll give you the option to be able to share that lyric with somebody. And as long as they're on an iPhone, it'll actually share that lyric with the ability to hit a play button to listen to that portion of the song. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, I think that that's kind of a kind of a neat feature. <clears throat> There's a few other changes too that are a little bit more minor. Um, they have uh, Apple Music City charts. So now if you are in a city and you care about what people are listening to in that city, it'll tell you. So so you could go to, <laughs> to the Chicago Top 5 and listen to the Chicago Top 5. And, oh, or tw- yeah. 25, I'm sorry. That I'll not like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's a, that's a feature for us. Um, there's a redesign to Apple Podcasts. We discussed that a little bit earlier. Um, the Reminders app is getting some changes. And it says there's a new option to sort lists and reminders by due date, creation date, priority, or title. Plus nice. the option to print a reminders list. Sounds like something that my mom would do. 
if she had a reminders list, she'd love to have it on paper, I'm sure. Apparently, reminders users have wanted that for some time, according to the article here. So <clears throat> the news app uh, says there's a new search tab in Apple News. And the Apple, I'm sorry, in the News Plus section has been redesigned with a For You feature and an easier to access browse tab. It looks like a lot of little <laughs> minor things. I'm not going to go through all of these little things, uh, but uh, I need to find ways to get that facial expression out of you more often. <laughs> the the uh, who cares? Look, yeah, like I could hear your eyes roll. That's how yep. dramatic it was. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, the mask uh, feature that they added to this. The being able to unlock with your with your watch. Uh -huh. Have you had the opportunity to do this yet? Yeah. Yeah. It works wonderfully. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I was at work yesterday and the fact, and I have to wear a mask at work. We've talked about that before. And I literally pulled my phone up and I can't tell you how many times I pull my mask down and pick my phone up to unlock my phone throughout the day because I'm sorry, but I just don't want to type that passcode in every time. And it was like magic yesterday. Uh, I think yesterday and the day before that, that I had this, but I just looked at it and it takes like an extra beat maybe to, uh, to unlock it. But then you get a tap on your wrist that, that it's unlocked. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh shoot, it's unlocked. That's awesome. So it, it was, it was something I texted my wife right away and I was like, Hey, you got to get your iPhone and Apple watch updated because now you can, you can unlock your phone with the mask on. So, and I don't know if she's gotten all that stuff ready to go yet or not, but, but, uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. It's, uh, just in time for everyone to get vaccinated, but Hey, we're still gonna be wearing masks in public for a while. So it's a good thing. Good thing. And I like that. It's an opt in feature, mm -hmm. which is nice. Uh, the downside is not everyone will know that it exists and know that it's an option, but opting in, especially for something that is security related is always the best option. Um, mm -hmm. so great that it's there. Uh, great that it's opt in. Um, so nicely done Apple. Um, I did, I did think it was nice. I heard a couple of things about, uh, about that, um, that unlock feature. Uh, first off, if you look at your watch, it'll give you the ability to lock it right away. So if there's somebody sta standing next to you trying to get into your phone, you can just unlock it right away. I've also heard that if you are walking away from your phone, um, it will uh, it will lock it as well. So if somebody takes it and your phone and your watch are moving away from each other, mm -hmm. um, it will it'll lock the phone right away, assuming that you aren't the one that unlocked it. So yeah. So the only cool. downside there is if someone took your watch and you're the one with your phone, <laughs> yeah. they hold all the power. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? Anything else that you're excited about or want to talk about as far as the event or the, or 14.5? Uh, you know, nothing in, in addition to what I've said, but I will just restate for the 17th time that I'm very excited to see what they do with the iPad pro at WWDC and in the coming. Yep. months so it, it just whoo i'm excited mitch like i hope you get what you want man 
It might give me the uh, well, part of me hopes motivation. that like it doesn't it doesn't show up for like another year just because of how expensive a two terabyte 12.9 inch iPad is like starting at like twenty three hundred dollars. It's like, oh, that is so much money. Even if I sell my old ones, I will get like uh, maybe a quarter or a third of that. So um, one other thing I'm thinking, too, is that it does seem a little interesting that they are really positioning the iPad, the 12.9 inch iPad is like the premier, like this is the iPad Pro. And the 11 inch is kind of like, oh, and the end, we have the 11 inch, too, for those of you who want a smaller one. It, I think they're at the point right now where they can't, it's too hard or too expensive to make the mini LED display in the smaller size. So eventually That's, it'll get there, right? That's true, but I think that it kind it kind of makes me wonder if the screen real estate is going to be needed in the future. So they're spending a lot of time talking about the twelve point nine to get people more aware of it. And I mean, you know, it could be just uh, reading the tea leaves, or it could be like they're actually repositioning these these marketing wise because that 12.9 inch display is going to be important. Yeah, that's good. I I would uh I would agree that that's a a good thought. Yeah. Good good reading of the leaves, man. All right, man. Well, what's delighting you today? I don't know. I've been dreading this question the whole show cuz I don't <laughs> have an answer. <laughs> Why don't you go first? Give me some more time. We mentioned the AirPods Max already, and I will tell you that these are absolutely delighting me like crazy. I am so happy with these headphones. Now, I will admit that they are ridiculously expensive. The main reason why I was able to to get them is because I was able, you know, I was able to go through Amazon and get like 18 months financing for them. So, you know, to be able to pay like 30 bucks a month. And I will, I won't be replacing these within a year and a half. So, you know, being able to, to spread that out a little bit really, really helped to in affording them. But these things are amazing. You know, I, I've gotten to the point now where I come home from work at night and my wife's in bed. So I throw them on and, and watch whatever it is. Cause I usually watch about like one program, maybe 45 minutes of TV before I go to bed. And it is a more pleasurable experience really to watch TV with these on than it is to listen through my um, soundbar. Um, the spatial audio is, is nice. It's, it's actually far more pleasurable in, in these than it was in the AirPods Pro because you're really getting, like you're really being immersed in the sound, I think. And it, and it may be just because I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the over ear headphone a little bit more, but, mm -hmm. but I watched, uh, I mentioned earlier that I watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong yesterday. I watched him with my AirPods max on and oh my gosh, it was like, the only thing I was missing is the whole, like shake the room base kind of, mm -hmm. you know, being able to feel it, but man, it sounded, Oh, it sounded incredible. You know, there was so much in that movie, so many sound effects, so, so much going on. Like when things were supposed to rumble, they were rumbling. Planes flying, you hear the plane moving from behind you to in front of you. I mean, the, the spatial audio just made it all really worth, you know, 
worth listening to him in the headphones. And I sat mm-hmm. there for the two hours watching this movie in my headphones and, and loving every minute of it. It was good. Now, not necessarily because of the movie, um, because <laughs> there, there, it was, a. The story, you know, as as you might assume, was weak. Um, it wasn't wasn't an elaborate story, but the visual effects, the sound, everything was just amazing. Like it told a really neat story. I, you know, I, I enjoyed the story, but it wasn't. It's not going to win an Oscar or anything. So. <laughs> it better not. Yeah. <clears throat> but but it was good in that respect. So, but as far as the headphones are concerned. Um, I, I did mention earlier that one, one of the things that is kind of getting to me is the, I think there's no good place to put buttons on this thing. There's no place where you're going to grab the, the cuff or you're going to grab the, the headphone and not accidentally hit these buttons. Um, no matter where you put them are on, they the, on the, are they on so the top? They're on the top, right? Then why don't you just grab them from the sides? And I do. That's what I've been doing is, is grabbing them from okay. the sides and doing it that way. I'll say the active noise cancellation is spot on, works great. Probably the best active noise cancellation I've ever heard in a headphone. Um, and that includes the AirPods Pro. Uh, I think with the, I mean, there's literally like a microphone on each corner of the of each cuff. So there's, it seems like there's like eight microphones on these things to to pull the sound in, as well as sensors on the inside of the cuff to uh, to hear what you're hearing and when you turn on the active noise cancellation everything fades off like it's it's quiet it's it's really quiet i do run into just a little bit of that feeling of like vacuum inside the cuff when you do that so if i turn on the active noise cancellation right now like i can i almost can't hear my voice right now because i i'm not hearing myself through my headphones but the um freezer that's out in the other room i can't hear that at all um like i said i can barely hear myself right now so it's it's really nice and then now i just kicked on the transparency mode again but yeah i really appreciate the active noise cancellation the transparency mode on these i think is on par if not not just slightly better than in the airpods pro it's actually almost weird Uh, because I've never had an over-the-ear headphone like this that has transparency mode or a live mode on it. So I hear stuff sometimes and I'm just like, what the heck was that? You know, because it sounds a little different than the audio that's in your headphones just because of the way it's filtered. But uh, the, the audio that's coming through those microphones is so clear that you f- you almost forget you've got the the headphones on because I can hear everything in this room right now. The only thing that sounds weird, and it's the same thing as with the AirPods Pro, is your own voice because you know you have a little bit of resonance inside the headphone, uh-huh. and then and then you're hearing yourself come back in through the mics. So I mean, I don't know that there's any real way to solve that, but. Uh, but I de- it's definitely different than the AirPods Pro and the way those work in transparency mode. Because I think having the the piece in your ear actually reacts differently than having a cuff over your ear. 
beyond that, I mean, those two modes are are both just incredible. I think some of the best I've heard. The audio in the in these headphones is amazing. Uh, it took me a little bit of adjustment, um, just mentally, to handle the fact that it's definitely sound accuracy that it's going for, versus like let's just kick a lot of bass. These aren't beats for sure, uh, where they they prioritize bass over everything. But the bass sounds good. The computational audio that's going on in these does make everything sound better than than it probably deserves to in some cases. But I played some music in these, and the music is amazing. I've I've listened to podcasts. The podcasts sound good. I think if there's any real critique that I have is that sometimes with the human voice, you don't get as much of the the treble. Um, you definitely get get the low end and the mids. But I think some of that might have to do with the the way the audio is mixed that I'm that I'm listening to, like their podcasts and stuff like that, or mixed that way. So I had one hesitancy with getting these, and that was doing uh, editing, like audio editing with them, because I had heard that because of the computational audio, you weren't hearing the the audio the way it actually is. So I have taken some, um, I've been a little bit careful with the, like using it for editing the sound of the audio, but really like for you and I, and for some of the other audio that I do on a regular basis, I already have profiles saved in uh, Nectar 3 for when I'm doing a lot of that work. So as long as it doesn't sound really weird, um, it, it pretty much, I leave it as is. I mean, I feel pretty confident that that's, it sounds just fine. So mm-hmm. trying to think of what else I can review as far as, as far as comfort. Um, they are heavy. These are heavier than, than pretty much any other headphone that I've, that I've worn. But once you have them on, you don't really notice it. Like just the way the weight's distributed. Um, these really suck down to your ears, which I actually like because they're really trying to keep your keep your uh, keep the cuffs tight to your ears. And if you notice the band, you know how it has the mesh fabric that's kind of looped in. That actually is pretty comfortable on the head. I don't I don't really think about these headphones that much once I have them on. The only thing that maybe I notice, and there's really no way of getting around this. They they sometimes are a little warm. So, yeah. But uh, but you're putting cuffs over your ears, so that's your ears are going to get a little warm. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you've got your little uh, like digital crown volume book, um, which I really like. I I don't think that I would have liked touch controls on these. So I like that little dial on the back for turning things up and down. I don't know if you obviously didn't notice it when we first got on the call, but I was adjusting you. I was turning you down a little bit because you were a little loud, loud in my headphones. And then the, the button on the be, Mitch. right, the that digital crown then becomes a button to play pause and and do uh, you know like skip forward, skip back, uh, stuff like that. So that works really nice. It's in a nice spot where I can grab with my thumb underneath the cuff and just be able to push that button 
Um, if you push it from the top, it it's fine too without bracing it on the bottom. But uh, but because they're nice and tight against your head, you and those buttons loose enough that you can uh, you can touch that button and hit it. The button on the front uh, does your active noise cancellation and transparency uh, switching. So that's not bad. In the settings in the in the phone, you can actually change the settings on that. So if you would like it to toggle just normal uh, headphone and do all three of them, so you have like your turn turn the active noise cancellation and transparency off, uh -huh. you can you can set it so that uh, so that you can just have all those features turned off. I'm not sure what gotcha. the benefit of that is, but um, but you can do that. Well, they just act like uh -huh. normal headphones at that point, right? Correct. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I'm super happy with them. You know, if it wasn't for the price tag, I would definitely recommend people look into these, but, but they are, you know, designed to compete with high-end headphones. They're not designed to compete with, with Bose and with, um, and with Beats and some of the other things. These are intended to be, you know, compared with, you know, seven, $800,000 headphones. So I'm super happy with them. Did you say $8,000 headphones? No, $1,000 headphones. Like you can get, oh. there's, there's headphones like, out there uh, that, that are those are, Hermes headphones. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, and I'll give you just a quick little review of the, uh, the cable that you can buy for these. Do you notice anything about this cable? It's tiny. It looks like it's, it's USB-C to 3.5. It's super tiny. No, it is lightning. But uh, it's super tiny and thin. Like, I would really love to get uh, a cable for these what? headphones that is a little stouter. Um, something that had a quarter-inch um, adapter on the end or quarter-inch jack mm -hmm. instead of the 3.5 millimeter. So that's what comes but with them? No, these don't come with them. You have to pay the extra for these. Oh. What would you pay for these, by the way? I wouldn't. If you needed them, what would you pay for these? From Apple or just from anywhere? Because I know from Apple, it's going to be three times what I would want to pay. So these, if you buy them from Apple, are $35. This, <laughs> How this long little is it? tiny cable. How long is it? Um, so maybe two... Is it two meters or a meter? I now I got them all. I got it all uh, tangled now. Dang it! All right. So it's that long. So it's like four feet long, ish. Mm, maybe maybe I, I would say four maybe. feet. Maybe they you could probably if you measured it out, it's probably like two meters. Well, two meters is six feet, bro. So your arms would have been fully extended. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. Anyway. Yeah, it should at least be six feet, if not longer. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the problem with this is, you know, all of the MFI rated ones that I looked at on Amazon were all still like in your $25, $30 range. This I did pay $30 for, and it is the, the Apple branded one. But, uh, you know, right now you, it looks like you're going to pay thirty bucks with another pair of AirPods Pro. Didn't feel like that was a decision I really wanted to make right now. 
also with the cancellation of the the home pod the original home pod i'm wondering okay so over over engineered products that people like but aren't paying for get discontinued i was like i really wanted these headphones and this might be the time to grab them um so that in a year from now or two years from now when they discontinue these and they come out with the with the uh airpods mini or uh, whatever that that these that it won't be as high a quality audio and it won't come with the features that that i really wanted so i i felt like you know now's the time to probably pull the trigger on something like this so that also weighed into my decision so so yeah but i love them they're great Mm -hmm. so what's delighting you today cam well something that i have just started messing with is the app called obsidian oh can i can i make one more comment quick we'll talk about obsidian sure this case is ridiculous (laughs) you mean that sports bra that you're holding (laughs) (laughs) i that's this is dumb it's so dumb the one thing about these headphones, I pay $550 for a pair of headphones and this is the garbage case I get for it. Oh my, it's, it's so not even, bad. it's open on the bottom. It doesn't even it's, wrap the wrap. I don't know if that's like for cooling, you know, to let them cool down faster or whatever. Cause these do have computers in them, but yeah, it's ridiculous. So anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> I just saw it sitting on my desk and I'm like, how can I, how did I forget not to mention the stupid case that comes with it? Yeah, no, you're good. Um, (laughs) So I started playing with Obsidian very recently. And um, so I use craft for all my normal notes and I was using it for my Bible study and stuff like that. Um, but something like uh, Obsidian is much more um, geared towards taking advantage of something as complex and interconnected as the Bible and study of it. So I uh, moved all of my my Bible stuff out of craft and put it into Obsidian, which oh, took really. I have the entire Bible in Markdown in uh, Obsidian now, but I'm going as of last night. I, I finished moving it over, which was just so much copying and pasting. Mitch, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was rough. So so now I have to go through and um, break down. I have each book in there, but now I need to go break down each book into a chapter. Um. And so that's going to take a very long time. Um, but the the benefit, potential benefit of this is um, apps like Obsidian or Rome Research. Um, you can link and backlink between notes, but then you can also see all of the un, unlinked mentions. So literally, I can go to my God page where I can take notes on God and I can see everywhere that I've personally linked from a, a verse to the God page. And then I can see all the unlinked dimensions, which is every other time the word God appears in the Bible is automatically in that section. 
Uh, so it can work, you know, obviously God's going to show up a ton, but like the idea of like adoption or reconciliation, you know, smaller, smaller in volume topics, not smaller in importance, but um, being able to find. And so like, as I'm prepping for teaching for the youth group, or as I'm reading through the Bible myself, a tool like this can help me make connections that I wouldn't make otherwise. And also you can visualize the connections and then on top of that, you can create pages for, you know, so like I have a page for Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father, uh, holiness, grace, forgiveness, like main topics. And I can, I can write about those topics on that page or sub pages, but also see where it's mentioned in the scriptures as well. So it's, uh, and it's all in Markdown. It's, so it's Obsidian is just, it's a free to use for personal use. Um, and it is just a customizable skin that sits on top of a folder full of Markdown files. So it's super low overhead, um, and it's uh, it's what you make of it, right? Um, but there's a huge community around it. The forum is really, really, really awesome. Um, there's a bunch of YouTube videos to how to get started and, and different ways of thinking and, and linking notes and stuff. So it's one of those things like you could go down the rabbit hole like really, really, really far, or you could just use it because it's free and because it's just on markdown files like it could be as simple or as complex as you want to make it um so it's something that i have just started working with and it's uh it's pretty neat to see how different things connect it looks like it's in beta uh it, yeah but it's super solid like it's yeah. it's been in beta for a while yeah it looks like working. the looks like the the um Android app and the iPhone app are both in private betas right now. Yeah. So right now it's only on Mac or, or Windows or Linux. Um, mm-hmm. but they're working on they're working on the mobile apps. Um and so I have mine, my my local folder, I have an iCloud drive so that I can use it on my MacBook or my Mac Mini. Um and then you just have to close it and reopen it and it will resync with that file and all the new stuff. Like so, like when I was about to talk about it. I did a bunch of the work on it last night on the couch on my MacBook while I was watching Formula One. And I just opened it here and I saw like all 35 notes that I added last night up here. And I was like, oh, yes, it worked. It's glorious. So it's uh, it's pretty neat. And I got a custom theme in here that I like. Well, not cu- it's someone else's theme that I have customized slightly because I don't want to take the time to write. 300 lines of CSS to make it look how I want it to look. I'll just take someone else's and tweak it a little bit. So it's fun. I enjoy it. And I'm excited to see what this looks like in like a year. I'll, after having all of the, you know, the chapters and individual notes and all of the connections, but then a year of, you know, writing lessons and writing Bible studies and then studying myself and just kind of putting the meat on the skeleton and then being able to look at like the graph view and, and seeing, you know, all of the connections and, and how things relate that I wouldn't otherwise have considered, you know, like what Paul said in Romans has to do with something that happened in, you know, Genesis and has to do with something else that happened over here. So it'd be pretty neat. So that's what's delighting me right now. It's new and exciting and I'm uh, happy or I'm excited to see where it goes. So. It looks pretty. Mm-hmm. So. And it's free. So free. Well, that, that is my worry with it being in beta is that when it comes out of beta, it might not be. 
Well, no. So they have their pricing scheme. Like if you go to the pricing tab on mm-hmm. their website, personal use is free, but then oh, there's okay. other tiers that are not free. And then there's additional services like sync and publish. So you can turn, you can take selected notes from your Obsidian database and publish them on Obsidian's server as like, you know, obsidian.md slash Cam Brennan. And I can share the notes that I want to share. I can't constantly update them. So you can use it as like a, as like a blogging or a research host or whatever uh, you want it to be. You can do sync, which is there. They'll sync your stuff for you across multiple devices. And you might wind up needing that for the mobile apps if iCloud isn't an option. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that works. But right now I just have my folder in iCloud drive and the sync between machines works fine. So. It looks like the commercial is a, uh, is a $50 a year. Um, but per the, user. yeah, but the catalyst, yeah, per user. The catalyst one is a one-time payment of twenty-five, fifty, or hundred dollars. I don't. I'm guessing that there's that they make a case for what the tiers are in here. There's some add. Oh, sync is an add-on. Mm-hmm. Um, publishing is an add-on. Okay. Yep. I see. So interesting. Um, yeah, but that that one-time payment of twenty-five plus, like. Mm-hmm. I it there's no appeal there to me. Like I can have it for free or I can get a special badge in the community, early access to insider builds. I don't want early access. This is like I want I want to be on the secure build, not on the not on the like the beta betas. Yeah. So All right. yeah, interesting. Um uh, I may look into this. I'm not sure if this is this is for me, but looks uh looks good. So yeah, that's that's what I'm enjoying right now. I have now on the note you did bring up craft before, um, and we've talked about that on the show before. I love but craft. I've been enjoying it for just the okay. I've run into this one thing that I need. I want to save out somewhere, and just throwing it over into craft. So, um. I've used it for vacation planning and all that kind of stuff. I, because I use Logos, I have uh, a lot of stuff for um, my Bible study right in Logos. So uh-huh. I don't, I, it's not as useful to me for that. But, uh, but just using it for notes and stuff like that, I definitely, you know, it's kind of the, the next step from like drafts for me. You know, drafts is kind of a place to put text, but like, but uh, craft is a place for that text to go to be saved. Mm-hmm. So that offboard brain kind of idea, which Obsidian looks like it's kind of a, the same concept. If you are listening to the show for the first time and you haven't heard us say it before, check out our uh, webpage. It's innerdialogue.show. Uh, that is where our hosting is. So if you'd like to go back and find uh, some of our past shows, maybe there's links to subscribe and all your favorite uh, podcast players. And I believe that there's a way for you to grab the RSS feed too. If you don't, if we're not available in the uh, podcast player that you use. Um, if you have questions, comments, anything that you need from us, uh, please get us, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. I'm at Mitch Craig on Twitter. I'm at Cam Brennan, also Twitter. Yep. 
And uh, if you need spellings or any anything about that, uh, that is all available at innerdialogue.show. I do have a shirt that I designed. Um, actually, I just took the cover art and put it on a shirt. Uh, put that up on Cotton Bureau. I linked it in the last episode. I can link it again in this episode so that if you're interested in going up and purchasing the shirt, that'll help to alleviate some of the costs that it, uh, that it takes to uh, bring you the show each week. So I don't assume that there's going to be, you know, a ton of people that are going to buy shirts, but it's there if you're interested in picking it up and helping us uh, rep the show. Um, what I didn't show Cam is I'm wearing the shirt today. Oh, he's taking his clothes off. This is uncomfortable. Yep. So. Hey, hey, don't yeah. hide that shirt under a bushel. You got to let your light shine, Mitch. Let it shine. It, let it shine. It's chilly down here. You're from Wisconsin. It's always chilly. I got the tri blend and this, this shirt's really thin. So it's kind of chilly down here, but, um, I will say that the, uh, the Navy tri blend is a little bit darker than I thought it was going to be, but it does look really nice with the, the green, uh, logo and stuff. So it's cool. I think this would look really good on the, the black as well. So I think I've got both options up, up there for you. And if your kid wants to rep the show, we still got the onesies available. So. I can't believe you put a onesie on there. It came I mean, as I'm part of the standard package. So I'm happy you did, but <laughs> there's, I believe there's a tank top and there's a, a women's uh, t-shirt up there as well. So yeah. I should have bought one for my wife right away too. All right. Well, Cam, it's been good. It has. We'll see you later, brother. Farewell.